You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Friday, January the 21st of 2022. Thanks for tuning in today and each and every day that you tune in. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, always a pleasure and a joy to be talking to you guys about Cardinal Baseball. Uh, We'll be talking about the new updated proposal that the MLB Players Association is prepared to make on Monday a little bit later on, so possibly, maybe, Although I doubt it, some good possible good news coming the way of the um, of the baseball fan. If you're looking for uh, for baseball, however, it's also unlikely that we do see a deal reached on Monday, just with how far apart the two sides are. Two sides being Major League Baseball and the Players Association. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But there was a report and a, and a story uh, by Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post Dispatch uh, a little earlier on this week. Um, about uh, Paul DeYoung and, w- and what he's doing to improve this offseason without having the ability to go to Jose Okendo and other, other Cardinals coaches, uh, but not only defensively, offensively. So if Paul DeYoung is able to turn things around, should we be happy with him as the St. Louis Cardinals shortstop? Talking about that, comparing him a little bit to Trevor Story a little bit today's show, and then we'll also talk about robot umpires. Yes, it's 2022, and we're going to have to talk about robot umpires because they're making their way to triple A. So it's coming up all in today's show. It's going to be a good one. So, but we're going to start with Paul DeYoung. Story out by Derek Gould, as I mentioned, in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on Thursday. Um, the headline, as lockout persists, DeYoung hits new drills and data to lock in swing and reward Cardinals confidence. Because Derek Gould has been on top of the reporting. You know, as, as excited as I have been and probably a lot of you guys have been about the possibility of a Trevor Story, um, there have been multiple reports by Derek Gold and others that they're likely going to stick with Paul DeYoung at shortstop. So it's it's not a change in reporting from Derek Gold. It's not even really a change in reporting. It's just an update on Paul DeYoung that he's that he's improving. And but before we we say oh everybody tries to improve every year, let's remember how much Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill improved in 2021. I don't think a lot of people expected Harrison Bader or Paul DeYoung. Excuse me, Harrison Bader or um, Tyler O'Neill to do what they did in 2022. The Cardinals gave them confidence. The Cardinals said, it's your job. Run with it. And for the most part, they did. So Paul DeYoung is going to have every opportunity, unless the Cardinals you know, go back on their work. Because as I mentioned before on this, sh- on this show, that the Cardinals did say Matt Carpenter was likely going to be the starting third baseman just days before the Nolan Arenado trade. So I'm not saying this is set in stone, Paul DeYoung obviously knows that his job is somewhat in jeopardy. That's why he lost it to the tail end of 2022, or the tail end of 2021, excuse me, because he got hurt and Edmundo Sosa played so well that it was hard to sit Edmundo Sosa. It really was. He did a fantastic job, and I don't think he should be lost in the conversation. And that's something that I've talked about on this show as well, that Edmundo Sosa deserves credit. He really, really does because of the type of, of play that he gave the Cardinals in 2021 in the absence of Paul DeYoung. But but DeYoung, according to the story, is doing his work, is, is doing his due diligence, and is and is putting in the work. According to this story uh, by Derek Gold, um, he, he is meeting with Lorenzo Garmendia. Uh, he's a founder of, of, of Gradom Baseball, and there are some pretty big names that have worked with 
uh, Garmendia. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But here are some names that Derek Gold mentions in the story that 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 are in conjunction with him. Milwaukee shortstop Willie Adamas. We all know what Adamas did for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2021 when he was traded by the Tampa Bay Rays. He was introduced to Garmendia by Mookie Betts, former MVP. Um, Garmendia has also worked with, according to the story, Boston designated hitter J.D. Martinez. He, DeYoung was connected with him through Harrison Bader. So it, there, there are some pretty big names that have worked with this person. And I think that something I want to nip in the bud as well, that this might you know, could be an excuse for some people to say, oh, there's another player that doesn't believe in Jeff Albert's hitting philosophies because that was a topic of conversation galore in 2021 as to whether or not Jeff Albert is the man for the job at the St. Louis Cardinals hitting coach. And some people might say, well, Paul DeYoung's looking for another avenue. Um, maybe Jeff Albert doesn't have the trust of the player. It, it, that, that is addressed in this story. Quote, for, for, this is a quote from Paul DeYoung from this story. Quote, I know that one of Jeff Albert's big things, especially with me, we talked a lot about in my inconsistency with my routine. And he thinks that I need a consistent routine to be a consistent hitter, DeYoung said. Quote, Lorenzo has really helped me with this and a program to have a good routine. I can execute it every day. Before it was what am I feeling today? I was a little bit too reactive instead of proactive. End quote. This is great news. Because if Paul DeYoung can quote-unquote return to form or at least be a little bit of a better player than he was in 2021, that's big news for the Cardinals. Because not only did he hit 30 home runs in 2019, his all-star campaign, but Let's not forget, he was second in the Rookie of the Year award voting in 2017 when he hit 285, had an on-base of 325, he slugged 532, and had 25 home runs. If he can hit 285, even if he can hit 270, have an on-base around 330, slug upper fours, low fives, hit 25 home runs, even 30 home runs, hit 26 doubles that year as well. Yes, I know that I have been a very big Paul DeYoung uh, criticizer on this show. I recognize that. And I'm not trying to say that this one report swings me back to the other way, that I'm all in on Paul DeYoung, because it, because it doesn't. I think that Paul DeYoung, like I mentioned a little bit ago, he's doing his due diligence. He's trying to get his work, and he's trying to protect his job, plain and simple. Because a 197, 284, 390 slash line for a 674 OPS and 86 OPS plus is not going to cut it. It just simply won't. I don't care how good his defense is. And at times, his defense was pretty solid. He's improved immensely at his defense year in and year out. But I think that it just goes to show that Paul DeYoung knows that he fell off a cliff last year. He, he Again, he mentioned that in the story as well. I'm not going to quote the whole story if you want to read it. Derek Gold has a wonderful piece out, as I mentioned, in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Great reporting and some great stories there. But it, there, there, there's no secret that the shortstop position is one, maybe two. You could argue second base of Tommy Eminem, but second base and shortstop are the two positions that are open, in my opinion. And they're open because you can go a couple different ways with them. You might say Tommy Eminem have a starting position locked, and I would agree with you. But it, whether it's second or shortstop, I think remains to be seen because you could have Nolan Gorman come up, surprise everybody, and earn the second base opening day position. You also have the possibility of Tommy Eben playing short and Mundo Sosa playing second and Paul DeYoung DHing or even Nolan Gorman DHing. There are a ton of options, and I say DH because I do think the DH is coming in the 2022 season whenever that season does start. I do think it's coming. So there are a lot of different options. This DH thing helps Paul DeYoung a lot because it gives another option for him to play. That's a lot. That's a big reason that you know a lot of people 
would want to sign an Albert Pujols if the Cardinals had a DH. But with Paul DeYoung putting in the work, I think it's it's it could be, could be, I, I say could be, could be time to start being okay with or starting to come to grasp with, coming to terms with Paul DeYoung being the opening day shortstop for the Cardinals in 2022. Because as I mentioned in this story, Derek Gold points out once again that he has been assured privately and publicly, Paul DeYoung has, that he will be the opening day shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2022. That, 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 there's no question that that, that, that that is what Derek Gold has been reporting for a long time. So I'm not trying to say that he's the only one reporting this either, but from this from the story, quote, again, direct quote, the Cardinals have committed publicly and privately to DeYoung, asserting they expect him to reclaim short, end quote. And he also says a big part of the story that was talked about as well, quote, before the lockout, they were not inactive in any discussions with any player in this marquee class of free agent shortstops. So as much as Trevor Story might be a great fit and as much as he might be an upgrade over the 2021 DeYoung, maybe sometimes a player needs reassurance. And yes, you could argue that Paul DeYoung has been under massive contract. He's What we, what more reassurance does Paul DeYoung need? He, he's entering... Uh, his uh, fifth year of that sixth-year contract, $26 million extension that he signed, after two, and he will be a Cardinal at least until 2023 if that contract holds up. But maybe the Cardinals are trying to do with the, uh, what they did with O'Neill and Bader. Give them one more shot. And I, I even said in preseason last offseason that this is a make-or-break year for Paul DeYoung. And a, a, you could argue that this is a break year for Paul DeYoung because of the Really bad numbers. And I understand that. You also have to look at it, he was hurt a lot. Do the injuries give him another year? And also what gives him the benefit of the doubt as well, and I've talked about this as well a lot, that contract. Not a lot of people are going to want that contract for somebody that's hitting a buck 97. Or somebody, if you don't like batting average, somebody that has a slugging percentage of 390. And on base percentage of 284. Not exactly... Uh, a hot commodity with numbers like that. But if Paul Young can even get back to his 20, I, I would argue, 2018 form, 241 the batting average, yeah, that's a little low, but his on-base 313, slugged 433. Again, you want the slugging to be a little bit higher. I understand that. But again, he only played 115 games that year. In a full season, Paul Young had 30 home runs. That cannot go unnoticed. I've talked about that. I have not, I have not forgotten that. You'd like to see the slugging be a little bit higher. Is at 444. It is one full season in 2019. On base 318, you want to see that get a little bit higher as well. But baseball is such a muscle memory sport that I think with if Paul DeYoung is if this new routine is able to help Paul DeYoung, I think it's going to help immensely. So I think it is time that we start being okay with or start coming to terms with or even just start thinking about the possibility of Paul DeYoung being the opening day shortstop. I don't think I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. Now there are there are arguably there is arguably a better option out there in Trevor Story. I've talked about him extensively. We'll talk about him a little bit more coming up in a moment. But this report, I think, is one that you know there's a lot of different ways to run with it. You could say it's fool's gold. You're just trying to be happy about the young. Your Cardinals are just trying to settle and not spend money and save money. I think the money will be spent. They need bullpen help. That's something that they have actively been pursuing in, in the marketing that was reported before the lockout. So the money will be spent. I'm not worried about that. But it's, it'll be interesting to see 
how the market develops. Because if the market is is one that, that that is quick and fast moving, maybe the Cardinals aren't in on everything because Joe Mozilek said before the offseason began that it's going to be slow. And the Cardinals made one move outside of this uh, TJ McFarland extension in signing Stephen Matz. So running a little bit long on this first break, so we've got to take a break. Uh, but a- after the break, I'll be talking more about Paul DeYoung and Trevor Story and the Cardinals' shortstop dilemma because it's an intriguing dilemma and one that uh, arguably, arguably, is a good problem to have. So that and more coming up in just a moment. Uh, but we're still in January, and I hope that your New Year's resolutions are going well. And if your New Year's resolutions was to eat healthy or work out, I've got a solution for you. It's Built Bar. It's a it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I would even argue that it's better than a candy bar. It's also healthier than a candy bar. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. All those numbers, heck of a lot healthier than a candy bar. But you still get that delicious taste because every single Built Bar is covered 100% in chocolate. So here's an idea. Go to all your secret treat stashes, whether it's at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever you keep your treats. Throw out the sugar or calorie-filled treats. Replace them with Built Bars. You will not regret it. They're healthy, they taste incredible, and there are tons of options to choose from. Some to come to mind, coconut almond, brownie, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, many more. Go to Built.com right now. They even have limited-time flavors at Built.com at certain points, so you don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, and if I haven't enticed you enough... Enter the promo code at checkout, LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. As always, I want to know what you think about this report, about the story that, that Derek Gold have. And again, I'm not trying to say at, at any point that I disagree with this report. Or obviously, it's journalism, and Derek Gold does a nice job. But what do you think about this report? Is it fool's gold? Is it trying to convince? Is Paul DeYoung trying to convince us that he's going to be better, and it's just not going to work out? Or do you do you believe that Paul DeYoung, with this new routine, with this new workout procedure, with, with this improvement that he's putting in, do you believe that that will improve him? For 2022, and do you, you think it will improve him enough to be a quality, above-average starting shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals? Let me know your thoughts, because offensively, the Cardinals have a lot of strong suits. Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill, Bader, I would even argue Carlson. Tommy Eben, I think, at his best, can be a quality top-of-the-lineup hitter. Paul DeYoung, arguably, is, you could argue Molina as well, but out, outside of Molina, probably one of the worst starting players right now offensively, especially when you look at his 2021 numbers. Improvement is the only option for Paul DeYoung. The only option. I really like Paul DeYoung. I do. We'll see what this improvement does because, again, I'm not trying to just flip the switch on Paul DeYoung just because of a report that he's working on. Every player is working out right now. Every player is trying to do what they can to improve. They're professional players. (laughs) They're professional baseball players, professional athletes. But it's the routine part of this that really helps me, as well as the names uh, that Lorenzo has, has also helped in terms of uh, of improving their, their numbers. So all that and more um, is why I'm really intrigued, for lack of a better word, at Paul Young's improvement. But a lot of people really want Trevor Story still to be a Cardinal. And again, Derek Gold and others have reported the Cardinals weren't in any, any discussions pre. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be in any discussions post-lockout. 
but it just means that they have they're quote unquote behind the eight ball. So when you look at Trevor Story's career, Trevor Story's career started in 2016 when he was age 23 season. Paul DeYoung started at age 23 in 2017. So Trevor Story is one year older. Take it for what it's worth. You can call it a grain of salt. Call it what you want. But in 500, excuse me, in 745 games, Trevor Story has hit 158 home runs. He's at 272. His on base is 340. He slugged 532. 523, excuse me, for an OPS of 863, OPS plus 112. For Paul DeYoung's career, 540 games, 96 home runs, so just four short of, of 100, 281 runs driven, and he's hit 241, on base 312, slugging 443, an OPS of 756, an OPS plus of 101. So yes, the numbers are a lot lower for Paul DeYoung, because Paul DeYoung had the really solid rookie year that I've talked about. He had an, a pretty solid 30 home run record for the Cardinals shortstop, 30 home run season in 2019. But there, there was still something to be desired. Because I would really... I, I, I understand that batting average isn't what it used to be. People don't value batting average as much as they did years ago. And that's I'm not trying to say that we should value batting average more. I understand there are a lot of different stats out there. But if you're going to show me a 240 hitter versus a 270 hitter, chances are I'm going to take that 270 hitter, especially when you look at the other stats. But Paul DeYoung, even in 2021, had a worse season than Trevor Story. Trevor Story had a very solid walk year when you look at it. He had 24 home runs, had a slugging percentage of 472, OPS of 801, total OPS plus of 803. That's above average. That's a pretty solid walk year. And what I mean by walk year is is the, the year right before the player would leave contract year right before he hits free agency. It's a very solid contract year, but, but other numbers for Paul DeYoung were career lows. It's not just the standard. Um, just, it's not just the, the standard average on base slugging line. Drive percentage was low hard hit percentage, but what was down in 2021 for Paul DeYoung. So there, there are room for improvement for Paul DeYoung. And he is somebody that, you know, as excited as I might have been in the past or have or will be if they do sign Trevor Story, as critical as I've been of Paul DeYoung. Again, it's not just the fact that he's working out. It's who he's working out with. It's what he's doing. I think that that, that bodes well, at least gives Paul DeYoung a shot in 2022. The the, the shortstop for the Cardinals has, has always been a fascinating um Fascinating position, in my opinion. You have the great Ozzie Smith, obviously. Um, but but even, you know, at the start of the 21st century, you had Edgar Renteria, you had David Eckstein for a couple years. Remember who the starting shortstop was in 2011 for the Cardinals on the World Series Championship team in October? Rafael Fercal. You know who it was after that in 2013 when they made the World Series? Pete Cosma. He had Alzmanis Diaz thrown in there for a year or so as well. And now Paul DeYoung has held that position, um, at least when he's healthy, for the last number of seasons. So it's always an interesting position for Cardinal shortstops, for whatever reason. Yeah, got the great Aussie, but then outside of that, you've got some nice role players, but nobody that's really taken the reins and ran with it. Paul DeYoung's had a nice career, don't get me wrong. You hit 96 home runs over the course of your career, that's a nice career. Especially, you know... Paul Young's still on the young, younger side. He could improve and prove us all wrong. But the key for Paul Young, it's always been the key for Paul Young, in my opinion, consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. The key for any player, but 
it, it's the key, it seems like, for more so than not for, for Cardinal players. What was the key for Harrison Bader outside of striking out? Getting consistent. What was the key for Tyler O'Neill? Getting consistent. Heck, even what was the key for Nolan Arenado at times in 2021? Be consistent. Dylan Carlson, be consistent. The, 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 the peaks and valleys are just so high and so low for some of these Cardinal players, at least it has been in years past, that you know, 2022, I feel like they could either bust out and continue on the, the up and up, or there is a part of me that is concerned that everybody regresses back. And that's always a concern. Don't get me wrong. But I think that with, with Paul DeYoung, the consistency needs to be there because I think, injury or not, I am going out on limits. I'm just going to say 2022 is a make-or-break year for Paul DeYoung. He had your, your injury year, but if, if he can't stay healthy, then that's a break. Then, then, then that's it. You know, obviously, he's still got another year to go on the contract. Um, but maybe at that point, the Cardinals do try a little more aggressively to, to move him. Because he's, he's, this would have been, probably in my opinion, his third chance to, to, to prove himself. And, you know, you got 2020, 2021, and now 2022. You know, I, I think that it, it is time to start coming to terms with Paul DeYoung likely being the opening day shortstop on March 31st. Assuming opening day is March 31st. Still get to that in just a moment. But I, I still think this is a very important season for Paul DeYoung's Cardinal future as his contract is coming up uh, here in the next two seasons. So as I mentioned, opening day, March 31st, is the scheduled date. That's looking like it's more and more in jeopardy. We do have some movement, though, as Jeff Passon reported, and I'll get to that movement, um, the proposal that's coming up here in just a moment. But if I were a betting man, I would not be betting on the season starting on time. But Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march toward the playoffs in all of our sports and beyond, especially in college football season. We are beyond in the NFLs, marching towards the big game. Bet Online is the number one spot for the best sports wagering action for 2022. New updated desktop and mobile website, so sign up today. And if you're worried about depositing your money onto the account, well, enter the promo code Locked On when you sign up on your first deposit, and you'll get 50% extra. So you sign up at betonline.ag. You deposit $100. You enter the promo code Locked On. You get $50 extra to spend. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Take advantage of them now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. A couple of baseball news and notes to close out the show today. We'll be starting with the probably the, the biggest one. Jeff Passon reporting yesterday uh, that Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association plan to meet Monday when the union is expected to present a counteroffer to the league's proposal, last week's sources tell ESPN. This will be the second meeting between the sides since MLB locked out the players on December the 20, or December the 2nd, excuse me. And this will be in person. And I understand that these are complicated, and I've talked about this a lot on this show. But I don't understand how this is the second time they're meeting in a month and a half. I really, I really don't. Especially if they're so far apart. They, they might be so far apart, but I think both sides understand that we need baseball. <laughs> baseball needs it to happen. A lot of money is on the table. So I understand you're so far apart, but that doesn't mean you stay apart. It means you come together and make a deal happen. Meet, meet weekly. Meet every day. It's, it's, I get off my soapbox, but, um... 
Jeff Passan in, in a story on ESPN that was uh, released last night said that um, the, the gap still remains significant. Uh, if the collective bargaining agreement discussions go any further, uh, it just puts the opening day, date of March 31st, in jeopardy, as I mentioned. Um, uh, Jeff Passan reporting that the, uh, quote, the union is seeking major financial gains in a number of areas and owners trying to hold firm in what they currently pay in salaries. Other issues players have said remain in priority include anti-taking measures and fixing service time manipulation it's been known these are the issues for a long time. So hopefully the in-person negotiations um, on Monday go at least well and we progress towards the deal. It's not, we're still locked out, we hate each other. (laughs) You know, I just hope it's something something somewhat positive um, and that we get a little bit closer. Uh, In other news, robot umpires are being uh, moved to AAA for 2022. It's the closest you can get to Major League Baseball without being in Major League Baseball. This, according to the Associated Press, quote, robot umpires have begun a promotion. will be just one step for the Major Leagues this season. Major League Baseball is expanding its automated strike zone experiment to AAA, the highest level of the minor leagues. Um, and, quote, you can find the story on ESPN.com as well. Um, it's, it's, you know, I'm an umpire, so it's, it's, it's hard for me to love the idea of robot umpires. I think that we all want a consistent strike zone. We, we have seen, for whatever reason, especially in years past, strike zones that are not consistent by major league umpires. And I think that what a lot of people want to see is, at the bare minimum, they want to see these umpires being held accountable. And I don't blame them for that. I really don't. I understand that. You got guys that are known to be just horrible umpires continuing to keep their job and to keep being bad and at some point to keep ruining games or to keep ruining, at least ruining the viewing experience. Um, but I, I still think you need the human element. You need the human element in, in baseball. And again, th- this does not mean that the, you know, the umpires are on their way out totally that, you know, you're going to have automation everywhere. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a human interaction. And again, and this is kind of a little bit more of a philosophical soapbox. I'm going to try not to not get on, but, the human part of the game is still important. And as good as as replay can be for the sport, as good as these things can be technology-wise to make things quicker, um, uh, it's just hard for me to be super excited about robot umpires just as an umpire myself. Uh, hopefully the experiment does go well, I, I will say that, and that we do get more consistent strike zones in 2022. I'll finish up the show with, with a, a quick note on Jack Flaherty because in MLB trade rumors... Um, um, they, they had this quote, uh, this little little quick story um, that Ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post Dispatch is figuring the club will wait until next spring to delve into extension talks. Jack Flaherty already won an arbitration case last spring. Uh, he's expected or projected rather to for a five point one million dollar salary this season via arbitration. Um, so we'll see what 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 progresses there. It'll be interesting to see where the um, where the the two sides are at in terms of. Um, negotiation and what the two sides want from a contract perspective. But that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in today uh, to Locked on Cardinals podcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to reply to a YouTube comment or to reply to a tweet to let me know what you think of the Paul DeYoung report and the possibility of him being the opening day shortstop in 2022. Until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.